The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. Telling, telling it as it is, the Ozzy Cossack on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Welcome back to the Aussie Cossack Show, broadcasting live on a Saturday night uh, from the Russian consulate in Sydney. Uh, just before the break, uh, we were discussing the loyalty uh, proposed loyalty agreement laws, which uh, are now being drafted in the Russian parliament. This is just another example of Russia tightening its belt and tightening the uh, social demographic situation in the country. And I think it's all to the good. Uh, there are good, strong reasons for doing this. And uh, the, the, it's, it's in a way, something which many staunch Russian patriots have been pushing for for years years uh, approaching the special military operation and another example of where the special military operation is yielding these uh, extra added dividends and bonuses uh, that uh, were not clear initially but that have come about as a result of the special military operation and that's the consolidation of russian society russia is a changing place now and it's becoming very staunch and uh, Tara Reid is uh, continuing with us uh, from Moscow, uh, having a chat uh, with us about this situation. Uh, Tara, before the break, you were uh, giving your thoughts and comments on these uh, this confidentiality, or should I say loyalty agreement. And that would also entail uh, the regulation of behavior of foreigners in Russia when it came to uh reporting for example i mean i can give you an example of one guy who was taking videos of a ukrainian uh, missile attack on positions in donetsk in the city and he rocks up with his camera for his little you know youtube video or twitter video whatever he was doing and he starts filming them and the russian soldiers are telling him stop filming what are you doing Right, you cannot do that because they don't know who he is. The bloke's a foreigner, he's filming. And the issue was that if you're filming the result of a Ukrainian artillery or missile strike, or in this, in this case, it's often a NATO missile strike, if that's what they use, they use NATO weapons. You're actually giving the enemy a service. You're showing the enemy uh, the exact results. The enemy would not have been able to have that type of surveillance and have that type of uh, observation uh, of the results of an artillery slash missile strike. And I think this is another aspect where these uh, loyalty laws, they really have uh, a place in Russia, particularly. And let's not forget, we can't compare Russia to a Western country because it's not. It's different in its, in its, uh, uh, in its fabrics and the fabrics of society. It's probably Russia is probably on track uh, to become an empire. In your, in your short time uh, in Moscow, have you felt uh, any signals of that nature? In my time here, because I'm coming up on six months, I feel like what I feel like is there's a focus on innovation and on the future. And I pay attention to something that President Putin said actually a couple of years ago when he said, Whoever owns AI technology 
will will basically be running the world. So I think that there's sort of like there was a space race. Now I think that there's a technology race. And I think rightly so that China and Russia and the East in general, um, and even the Saudi countries that are now, you know, coming around are really focusing more on innovation and and really y- y- the amount of foreigners that are coming to Russia, um, you know, the leadership might be doing a brain drain kind of, <laughs> you know, you're getting people here who can do their work and do it freely and without being afraid of Western authorities jailing them or stopping them or, you know, using their means. So um, what I would say is I don't so much sense that there's... Um, Russia's never been like, you know, America's very imperialistic and very much a colonizer. And so is Great Britain. That's, I mean, since the 1700s um, and before that's, that's their, you know, for Britain, Great Britain in particular, the colonization is their thing. With Russia, I feel like it's more about um, prosperity, innovation, looking to the future, economic bridging. And also if you notice the way they're helping the African nations, like for instance, with the free wheat, they're not trying to take over their government or do anything like that. They're honoring their sovereign nations, their way of doing things, but are establishing economic and positive diplomatic ties. That would be a smarter way to go. And I think that what you're seeing with Western hegemony is desperation because it's lost power. I think the world is moving east. I think that that the West would do best to you know pay attention to that. For instance, what's happening right now in the Middle East Yes, this is about Gaza. Yes, it is horrible, the genocide that is happening. Why is it happening? Go to the why. The why is because there's almost a trillion dollars worth of gas reserves off the coast of Gaza because the Silk Road is successful and coming up right through that area and they want to stop China and stop Russia's prosperity. Um, and so but what by they, I mean America, Israel, Great Britain. So that's why you see America standing by and watching a genocide that's why 85% now of the 2.1 million Palestinians are displaced in this moment and, and the genocide is continuing um, because they want access to resources and hegemony. So these, and so unfortunately, and I am American, the American culture is war and, and they've monetized it and uh, incentivized it. I don't see Russia the same way. Russia has been very precise with its military operation to denazify. It's been very methodical. It's been very, it's been trying to preserve civilian life. It's been protecting the people of Donbass. So any historian would look at that and see that. Well, look, it's, it's a great fresh perspective that you bring as an American and uh, you must be very confident yourself with those type of views in Moscow. Uh, you have no feelings, I imagine, or no reservations of uh, against any, for example, of the Russian uh, state, um, you know, actors or politicians or operatives, uh, because you know that the things that you're saying uh, are exactly on par and on course with the general, uh, you could say, party position. And it's no coincidence. It's just a matter of common sense that uh, that is the common sense dominant position uh, smart people around the world say that and that's why in the world you know if we've got a population of eight billion i think you've got at least seven billion uh that sympathize with russia you know it's only really the g7 uh, that uh, are the ones that are instigating this uh, proxy war in nato against russia g7 only 700 million people 
It's a handful of countries, but it's those countries uh, who are in the top 1% tier of humans on the planet who control Hollywood, who control the mainstream media, who control the social media platforms, who are in charge of the censorship, who control Netflix, who basically spoon feed uh, the rest of the world what they want them to see. And Russia is one country where that is not successful. You know, Meta is banned. Facebook is banned. And I completely agree with that. I mean, I abandoned Facebook myself years ago. Right? I've got, I've got a few. There's a few groups there. There's, there's an Aussie Cossack fan group. There's another Aussie Cossack channel. The one's got sixty thousand. The other one's got fifty thousand people. But I, I just simply refuse to use it. I refuse to use Facebook uh, because of their censorship, because of their, uh, you know, the go work, go broke situation. And many people have abandoned Facebook, have abandoned using WhatsApp, for example. I also abandoned using WhatsApp uh, more than two years ago, maybe two or three years ago, and just refused to use it. Right? Telegram, it, I think, it, is a great Instagram, platform. Yeah, Instagram yesterday just banned RT documentary. I mean, RT documentaries are really good. They're internationally acclaimed and they're really, really good. It's not about propaganda. I mean, a lot of these are just really um, introduction to culture and arts and history um, that are really valuable. And and so that the banning you're talking about, yeah, I don't I don't have an Instagram account anymore. I don't have a Facebook. In fact, my name, Tara Reed, is called election interference on Facebook. So yeah. <laughs> the, by your doing or by the establishment's doing? The establishment calls me election interference. So so I'm suppressed. So there was no point. Plus, I took a stand publicly back when they said that it was okay to use hate language against Russians and talk about killing them. And so I made a public announcement that I was not going to participate in Facebook anymore. And, um, you know, I, I just deleted my my account and, you know, whatever. It's, it sits there, but it's not active. And, um, you know, I just won't participate in, in either Facebook or Instagram, which are bo both owned by Meta or whatever. What do you make of uh, Elon Musk hitting back against the advertisers who have uh, threatened him and he told them to uh, uh, F off uh, publicly, which was quite a strong statement, wasn't it? Yeah, the president of Disney, I mean, we know who he is, right? And he's he's involved with, um, you know, some of the nefarious things that have gone on geopolitically with, with uh, the Kiev regime, you know? So all this money laundering, all of this corruption is being, you know, and, and at one point I wanted to get back to the loyalty of one thing about the loyalty oath too, is that it can kind of um, root out some of that corruption that's been going on. When you look at the what's going on in Kiev, $100 billion of US taxpayer money has gone into Ukraine, right into Kiev, um, supposedly, been money laundered, done whatever. 10 billions come back to different politicians and defense contractors and Western, and, and I would say more than that, but that's 10 billion that can actually be tracked as of like two weeks ago. You have a Pentagon that's flunked its audit in the U.S. This, for the sixth time, Simeon, six times. Can you imagine if you or I, you're in Australia, I'm in, in the U.S., if we flunked audits by the IRS, in my case, that, or the tax authority in your case, if we flunked our audits once, we would be under suspicion and probably even possibly jailed. The Pentagon with tr has, has just misplaced like $21 trillion. How do you misplace that? And where is it really? And, and what does that tell you about the state of the United States, right? So yeah, there's a lot of corruption. And so when Russia looks at doing business and having economic ties with, with the United States, these are, these are ways to kind of sort out with paper um, and prevent maybe corruption.
Well, absolutely. I mean, all these foreigners uh, floating around Kiev since 2014, they were there to exploit. They were there to exploit, and that's what they did. And they successfully exploited the country in every way, shape, form possible, whether it be exploiting the country's natural resources through Burisma and all sorts of uh, bodgy, shonky deals, uh, and whether it was through coercing the Ukrainian uh, government system into a, de a debt trap to, to put them hundreds of billions of dollars into the red, effectively uh, strangling their economy, which is what they did, or there was exploiting uh, uh, other economic aspects, whether it's exploiting people, whether exploiting children or women or men by sending them as cannon fodder to the front line and the alarming rate of women being pressed, mo mobilized into Zelensky's uh, military is quite shocking, where the, even to the point where the Russian troops are shocked. And so many now uh, news reports and videos circulating. Uh, you can have a look on Telegram, Aussie Cossack, plenty of uh, those reports uncensored there. Shocking, shocking that so many women are being forced onto the front lines. It's, it's, it's a government in Kiev, the Zelensky regime, who clearly has no concern or no interest for its people. When you've got the Russian Federation showing more sympathy to Ukrainians than the Ukrainian government itself. It's because the Ukrainian government does not represent Ukrainians at all. The Ukrainian government is under occupation. It's been uh, seized. It's been uh, overtaken. It, uh, it basically, it needs to be uh, cleansed. The government, uh, higher uh, echelons of power must be uh, cleansed through elections, through democratic process. But Zelensky doesn't want elections. He's cancelled them. He said no elections. At the same time, presidential elections are coming up in Russia uh, on the okay. 17th of March, 2024. The Russian government is, show is showing no signs of cancelling those elections. And that's going to be a very interesting factor. I look forward to uh, bringing a full extensive coverage uh, on the Aussie Cossack show, whichever platform we may be. We might be censored off TNT. Who knows? TNT might say you can't talk about Russia. We might, you know, there might be some censorship here. So you always uh, be sure to follow, like, and subscribe. Find me on Telegram, Aussie Cossack. You never know what could happen because I'm, I'm, uh, whether anyone likes it or not, I'm going to be uh, dedicating a lot of time and conversation and airtime to the upcoming Russian presidential election. It's happening in a very short period. That's only what four. 120 days away, right? We, of course, are wow. waiting uh, are waiting Vladimir Putin's announcement. He hasn't formally, formally announced that he's going to run uh, for the presidency again, but um, the... Oh, I thought he did. I thought he did, but I, I could be wrong. Okay. I mean, the, the, the way he, I think, I think so far, the way he's answered the question is in like a uh, yes and no, and, and we can't confirm, but more to the yes side, but the... The intel that I have is the 14th of December is going to be uh, making a very important speech. Uh, he's doing his, you know, traditional yearly question answer, ask the president a question uh, show. And I think that's a great concept. I mean, have you, could you ever imagine Biden sitting in the hot seat, uh, having uh, any millions of people ringing up, right? Uh, uncensored, unscripted, being able to ask a question to the head of state and something that Putin pulls off quite spectacularly every time. I really thoroughly enjoy watching that. I mean, could you imagine Biden sitting there, having any American can ring him up? He's, you know, 1-800, ring up the president on the air, ask whatever question you like. It's impossible. I mean, how would Biden handle that?
Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, he he's obviously shown Biden has shown signs of dementia and senility. It's it's very clear he can barely string a sentence. But even before that, you know, and I worked for Joe Biden as a former Senate aide, as you know, back in the day when he was clear and at the height of his power, he really wasn't an intellectual. He really didn't study the issues. When you see Vladimir Putin, there's I think what people respond to from the heart, and I'm not just saying this, this is something I said in America, which didn't go over very well, but I said it nevertheless. There's an authenticity with how much he loves his people, his fellow citizens. And I think that's what's lacking in American politicians. They know that they're in there to make a buck, to get into, to, to get their career, to get whatever, but they don't, but there's not a real care for the working people, for the, for the populace. And I think what you see with Vladimir Putin is you see um, a reverence for history, a reverence for family. I think he just made this um, year fa- year of the family, honoring bigger families and and supporting them in ways that can be helpful. Um, we don't have that in the United States. We we barely even have like maternity leave, um, and that's with private companies if you get that. But there's no structure to help boost families, get housing, and have medical care. In fact, there's ways to tear them down. Um, you know, that we've talked about earlier. But I think that his sincerity, I think that's what people want. Where, whatever country you're in, if if someone authentically wants to lead you because they care about your well-being and not just their own power, people sense that and they want that um, because they're not getting it in most places and particularly not in Great Britain or the US. Um, and I can say that, you know, I worked in it and um, I can tell you the megalomaniacs that are there, and Joe Biden is unfortunately one of them. And um, he didn't think very deeply. Uh, he would have other people tell him what to do. And that's why I know that this administration is being run by a shadow government, by heads of corp- corporations, weapons manufacturers, by intelligence community. And um, it's certainly not being run by Biden. Um, well, there you go. At, at least when you're dealing with countries like Russia, you know that uh, the Russians. Uh seem to be in charge of their own government and if putin says something he doesn't bluff he means it and he can make the decisions on the spot when in comparison to the american government who knows who's behind biden but let's continue this conversation we'll go to a quick break and be back with more uh with tara reed on tnt radio tnt radio's james freeman we have new revised figures from the office for national statistics showing that legal that's not illegal that's legal net migration to the uk has witnessed one of the largest increases on record three quarters of a million additional people are now living in the uk in the space of just one year a huge number that comes just three years after we left the european union now I didn't vote for Brexit because of immigration. I voted because of democracy, but millions did vote because they think too many people are coming into the country, which makes what the government has allowed to happen an absolute two fingers up to the people and democracy. Another example, if we needed another, of how the government does the exact opposite to what the people want and vote for. The Freeman Report and James Freeman on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. When you can point me to an industry, to a platform that reaches 250 million people a month, virtually nine out of 10 Americans, that's real, that's substantive, that's important. And that reach and that touch point and that daily reinforcement, it's an amazing place to be able to communicate messages. That's massive. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. 
so many people who had no history of heart illnesses have got it now, or blood clotting after the COVID-19 vaccination. Punish those who hurt people with COVID madness. Lighting the fuse for freedom. TNT Radio. Welcome back to TNT Radio. Saturday Night Live with Ozzy Kozak and uh, Tara Reid joining us tonight. Been a very uh, productive and interesting show show, show so far. Uh, there are a lot of reports and speculation all about elections. And we've got the election in the United States, which is in 2024, the presidential election in Russia, 2024. And I think this is a major factor which plays a, a large role in deciding the fate or the ultimate outcome of the conflict in Ukraine. Uh, many Russians, and I uh, put it to you, uh, Tara, you probably heard this uh, in Moscow, many Russians have hope and faith in the removal of the Biden regime. And many Russians are sympathetic to Trump. I'm not sure how sympathetic you are. Uh, he's not popular with everybody. You know, just because you're anti-Biden doesn't mean you're pro-Trump. There are plenty of people who don't like Biden. Uh, they sympathize with Trump, but they don't trust him either because he's also, he also has been a, uh, a person who is uh, in, in, in undoubtedly part of the establishment, although the establishment seems as though it has turned on him lately, but there is a lot of hope in uh, the uh, concept of a Trump victory, a potential Trump victory, which would uh, mean the end of any further military intervention of the United States into the Ukrainian conflict, which when that effectively will mean the end of the Ukrainian conflict. The Ukrainian conflict is only continuing uh, due to the fact that the United States, NATO, keep pumping the place with billions of dollars in taxpayer uh, funds, with uh, billions of dollars in weapons. And it's this regime that's on life support that exists solely for the fact of being a proxy. The whole country just exists to fight Russia. And that's the only purpose that Ukraine has uh, for the West. And really, that's the only way Zelensky can keep his regime together. Because without the war, without the constant excuse of give us more, give us more. If you can't give us more, give us credit. We give you back after the war, like you said, in that hilarious video, which was you know watched by hundreds of millions of people around the world. What an embarrassing uh, video that was. But um uh, Tara, as an American, I mean, you're still an American citizen. Uh, you, you'll be voting, I imagine, in the uh, 2024 US presidential election. What hopes do you have for the candidates? Well, this is the first time someone's asked me, like, kind of like, so that's interesting. So I'll answer it this way. Um, I don't have much hope for any of the candidates. Uh, I think I wrote an op-ed, actually, for RT called The Illusion of Choice. And I think that RFK is an illusion of choice because he is um, very much part of the pro, uh, you know, Zionist lobby. He's also his uh, daughter-in-law is the head of his campaign, who is former CIA for 10 years and still very much taking on their kind of position. So I think, again, you'd be run by he's not an outsider. Um, he's very privileged. And he's part of the same apparatus. I, I don't but I, I think he was right on COVID. But I and he, but he, you know, his son fought for Ukraine in, in the Ukraine war. He he's he's been saying some things that were pro, you know, peace uh, with Russia, but not everything. And um, I really think that he would be a warmonger just like the rest of them once he was in. 
And I, and I think he won't get in because he can't get on the ballot. Cornell West doesn't have a shot. Um, unfortunately, he just doesn't. Um, so that leaves uh, your and Biden, right? Um, Trump, I think I, I go with Tucker Carlson. He has been persecuted in a way I have never seen in the history um, as long as I've been alive. And I've never seen reading historically he, the way he's been targeted. His lawyers have been targeted. His family's been targeted. Um, people that supported him have been imprisoned and are in solitary as we speak. Um, Tucker Carlson said, I don't agree with all those policies, but I might vote with, for him. And I might do the same um, because I feel like what's happening is what's been allowed is Biden's been able to go after his own political opponents in such a way. It's not, and that's not a democracy. Um, of course, I wouldn't vote for Biden. That's clear. I've made that clear for years um, that I would not vote for him. Um, do I think he'll be able to run? No, I think he'll be stepping down. And I think Gavin Newsom will somehow take his place. I don't know how that will work with Kamala Harris, but I think Gavin Newsom is the person that they're going to try to put in there. Um, you know, I think Trump has a chance of winning even without campaigning because they put a gag order on him. Uh, and so so of- you reckon Tucker Carlson honestly could be a candidate? A VP, I don't think Tucker doesn't need to do that. And he probably has a bigger voice in the media sphere. But, you know, perhaps uh, there's talk about Ben Carson um, being uh, being uh, Trump's VP. Who knows? Um, you know how it is with U.S. elections. Simeon's anything goes. It's wild. It's wild out there. So we'll see. That's unpredictable. And uh, there is maybe you could say a uh, crisis in uh, candidates. At the moment, there aren't many people really who you could say uh, have a strong sporting chance to become president. Is it the case? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a uniparty, right? You know, you, the, the Republicans, the Democrats are the same. They're a war party. They are being run by the intelligence community and the military industrial complex. War has been incentivized, monetized, and Western power is at stake in their view. That's what they're trying to do is hang on to their world power. And they will do it with any means possible and they've done it they did it with the covid they did it with 2020 elections i believe that real election is rigged and i'm sorry if i hope that doesn't get your show in trouble i know i'm demonetized and whatnot i don't want to get you in trouble but this is my personal opinion. well i mean, I mean my, you know we, we can't say whether or not it's rigged because it hasn't happened yet so we, we're yeah, talking, yeah, about, 2020. I was talking about 2020. Uh, we, i think we're, we're live streaming to youtube and that's what they cancel people for so we, we'll avoid that we were saying that okay. uh you're saying you think maybe you didn't say it was you know? Yeah. Unfortunately, when TNT Radio switches to major platforms, uh, there's mm-hmm. a very uh, risky process in that. Then suddenly, again, TNT Radio is subject to censorship, and you're in, you're exactly right. One of the most touchy subjects of censorship is the uh, any type of uh, criticism or doubt in the U.S. election. I mean, you know, an election is about people voting. It's about the voters having their opinion, and the, the scariest thing is that they actually forbid the opinion i mean this is just banter this is opinion and people if they say if they think that the election was not done correctly well what's the big deal about listening to their opinion on that and that's what the government is afraid of when you when the u.s government actually uh, uh censors and encourages its uh, big tech uh, corporations through their agreements um uh, of collaboration uh, to censor the constituents so to prevent the constituents discussing uh, aspects of the election you know that's a big no-no but look going down the list and we'll start with some outsiders tara 
some of these people, these candidates for the uh, US uh, 2024 president, presidential election, uh, I have never heard of, I'll admit, but some of them are outsiders. We'll start with the most outside and we'll get your little opinion on everyone and you can enlighten us as to what you think, these, what fighting chance these people have. Now, right at the bottom of the list, we've got some outsider candidates and uh, Jeff Bezos is a $501 to one candidate to become the next US president. The the bookies are giving him 500 to one. Uh, what do you think, what chances does he have? None, I don't think he's, I, I don't think he's interested. He's interested in, in money and he's interested in commerce. I, I think, you know, it's for some of these people that it is a headache to try to take that on. Okay, Jeff Bezos, no chance. Uh, George Clooney is also a $501 chance. Oh, there's a megalomaniac for you. Um, I don't know. That I don't I don't think not so. Not serious, not a serious candidate. Uh Jay Inslee. Possibly. I don't know. But but no, not enough name recognition, not enough money behind it. Again, it takes a lot of money to really get on the ballot, to really get in there. Well, speaking of money, uh, what about Ivanka Trump? She's a three hundred to one candidate. What do you make of her chances? Now that I think could happen with Trump kind of pulling her in somehow. So that's a possibility um, for the future. I don't think for this election. Uh, Chris Christie, who I, I, I confess I've never heard of. Chris Christie. None. No chance. None. Who is that? Uh, he, he's the former mayor of, uh, he's the former uh, politician, excuse me, from New Jersey. And he's, he's no, no chance. No. And he's, he's easier moderate Republican. I, I don't think I think you, that really the Republican Party is going to look at more people are going to be more interested in the American first. They're going to be interested in the outsiders. They're not interested in the in the, you know, mainstream. So William Asa Hutchinson. Who's that? No, no name recognition. He's not going to be a contender. Who is that? Po another politician. Just he's not Republican, Democrat. Republican, yeah. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard is another candidate. Tulsi Gabbard um, has been bandied about to be um, a uh, possible VP pick. Um, I don't personally think she's, she puts herself out there to be anti-war and again, anti-establishment. I think she'll really easily go back right back into the establishment. She certainly did uh, with Israel. Um, she stands with Zionists. Um, I, I, I don't think that she, she's part of the apparatus. So again, illusion of choice. I hope Trump does not pick her for a VP. Well, there you go. She's, she a, she's a 276 to one chance. So is Tom Cotton. Does he ring a bell? Yes. Another, another, um, he's a pretty measured, uh, politician. Um, and I'm trying to remember, uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember his platform, but yes, I've heard his name kind of bandied about before. Um, but I, again, it's probably not enough. Too, too late for him at this point. Too late for him. Timothy Ryan from Ohio, uh, who served as U.S. representative from Ohio, is also someone who's been mentioned as a 276 to 1 candidate. What are, your, what are your thoughts on him? He could be a VP possibility, and he's, I believe, American first, if I remember correctly. But correct me if I'm wrong on that, on Timothy Ray, Ryan. But um, I don't want to mix him up. Um, so let me look that up, because he... Um, I think he's America first. Well, he's a 276 to one chance, according to the book. He's Susan Collins uh, is a senator. Uh, he's a Republican senator. Uh, Let me go back to Tim Ryan's Democrat. He's Democrat, so I'm wrong. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I didn't know him. No, but he could be a VP possibility. Um, but again, you have that whole tangle with if Biden steps down for the Democratic ticket, who would they put in? They put how do they get rid of Kamala? How do they get her to step down so that Gavin Newsom can stick in? But anyway, go on. Sorry. Well, there's a, there's a few more at the 276 to one mark. Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon. Hmm. I you know I don't know if he'd have an interest in it to be honest, but yeah, I mean he well, was he- very close. He's, he's, he's described as a, a American media executive, political strategist, uh, former investment banker, and a former White House chief strategist. So he's certainly connected in Washington. Yeah, with Trump. Yeah, Bannon. Yeah. So I mean, maybe so, if Trump uh, endorsed him, he'd have a chance. But uh, yeah. he's he's a, he's a, he's also a uh, outsider. Uh, Sherrod Brown, another person who is uh, tipped to be a potential uh, candidate. A potential possibility uh, as United States Senator Sherrod Brown uh, is also a senator from Ohio. Uh, right. He's a Democrat, kind of a hawk. But bear in mind, the reason why they're th- kind of throwing up these Ohio candidates is because that's one of those battleground states in, in the U.S. for for the election, particularly for Democrats. So you have a couple of Democrats that thrown up there, but um, again, like Brown, some of these other people, they would be considered for um, VP, but probably not a main candidate. I see. I see. Well, another uh, candidate is Ryan Cooper, the governor of North Carolina. Uh, mm-hmm. A possible chance, but a very uh, rough chance. Also, two hundred and seventy-six to one. Uh, Roy Cooper. Any prospects Roy- there? Governor of North Carolina. Right. Um, no, I don't think so. He doesn't have the base and he doesn't have um, he doesn't quite have the backing um, of the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if, if I remember correctly, there was something about him wanting to maybe switch. I, I, I don't think he's a possibility at all. Um, I think that he might try to run for a congressional seat or a Senate seat, but probably not for a president. OK, another Possible candidate, Rob Portman. Robert Jones Portman is an American attorney and politician who served as United States Senator from Ohio. Another Ohio uh, candidate uh, was being uh, floated as a potential. Give me his last name again, Portman. Uh, Rob Portman served as a United States uh, Senator from Ohio uh, 2011 to 2023. He's a Republican and uh, he announced uh, his candidacy for the United States Senate in 2010, uh, but he was defeated. Uh, so born in Cincinnati, but uh, is, that the right, is that the correct way to pronounce it? Right, right. He He's not, you know what, he worked for the Bush administration, if my memory serves. Um, and he worked basically in trade and international trade and that kind of thing. He, he'd be interesting to have in a cabinet are interesting to have run for a Senate seat or whatever and be on one of those committees, but I don't think he's a contender for for even VP. Uh, I see. Well, next be. next on our uh, list here that uh, the bookies have put together for uh, potential potential chances in the 2024 U.S. presidential election is Rand Paul. Now, Rand Paul is uh, an American politician serving as a junior United States senator uh, from uh, Kentucky. Now, Rand Paul, uh, does he have a chance, Tara, in your opinion? He's a Republican. 
You know, I love Rand Paul. I'm not even objective about this. I wish he could run for, but he wouldn't have a chance. And I think he knows that. But um, could he serve uh, under a Trump presidency? Absolutely. He has been not only an outside voice, but he's he's very popular with people because he's very um, measured. I mean, look at how he he was a very brave voice about COVID, if you recall, like one of the only legislators that really stood up and and rang the alarm bell and is trying to hold these pharmaceutical companies accountable. So Ron Paul's a really, and he's very anti-war, um, very anti all these endless wars. Um, so he has a very strong voice. I I think I'd like to see him more in the cabinet, more you know, um, dealing with foreign affairs, frankly, um, and foreign policy. Uh, but we'll see where he ends up. Uh, obviously, he couldn't uh, pull off enough numbers for to be president or money, well, but. 276 yeah. to 1 chance he is. Uh, Paul Ryan is another uh, outsider chance, which they've uh, included in this uh, list. He's a former Speaker of the United House, uh, United States House of Representatives, Paul Ryan. Uh, do you think Paul Ryan has a chance? He's, of course, uh, uh, from Janesville, yeah, you know, Wisconsin. Guy. He's still a young guy, but he really pissed off some of the American first people. They really kind of hold, held, held him up as like at first an outsider, and then he turned out to be not so much. Um, and he's been kind of contentious. There's been some contention with the Trump camp with him. So I don't know, like he he's pretty establishment. I mean, I think he kind of went establishment. I hope I'm proven wrong, but I, I don't really see him either. Um, however, he is a possibility for a VP pick, and but he might be a VP VP pick for one of the rhinos, the you know the middle of the road conservative Republicans. Hmm. Well, another um, candidate who's not really from a political background, uh, a more of a media background, talk show host, television producer, actress, and media proprietor. Oprah Gail Winfrey, uh, which she's best known for her talk show, The Oprah Winfrey Show. Uh, she is a 276 to 1 chance. What real chance does Oprah Winfrey have in the run for the United States presidency, in your opinion? None. I don't think she's going to run. Um, I think it would be ridiculous. I don't think she's going to run, but that's my opinion. Um, she Zero has the money. Chance. She has the money. I don't know if she'd even have the wherewithal. She certainly doesn't have the education, uh, but she'd have the backing of the Obamas and the Clintons. She'd have the Clinton backing um, as far as, you know, that goes. Um, and, and Asa Hutchinson, I wanted to go back to Asa Hutchinson because I, I mixed him up with another representative. He's He was very much part of the Bush administration. So he's kind of a rhino. So again, middle of the road. Those middle of the road rhinos aren't going anywhere unless they're picked as a VP. That's my kind of general sense of that. But go on. Well, you go. Well, Oprah Winfrey, another person who is uh, from a media background, and I think there's a uh, potential chance for some other candidates from the media uh, with media personalities to get involved. I mean, look at Zelensky. He was an actor. You know, no political experience at all. It was a clown and yeah, he ends up being the president. Me, but, but like, yeah, you're right. Because people then vote are voting on name recognition. But do people really want George Clooney president? I guess if they put enough money behind the PR behind it. But like, he's going to be like a complete hawk and a complete, you know. Well, an, 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 another media personality, a television personality, uh, who is a potential chance being earmarked as a chance and a slim chance of 276 to 1. But nevertheless, a chance, uh, Tina Hudson-Turner. Tina Hudson-Turner, 
what a chance do you give her? But she's with the Democratic um, Party. Well, with anyone like that, when they're trying to to push, you know, a celebrity type or they're trying to push a certain, I don't know, thing, image, um, they're going to put a lot of money and a lot of a lot of things behind it. So then you're just looking at, are, is the public going to buy into it? Eh, it's like with Oprah. I don't know. I don't think it's serious. Not serious? Well, one candidate who might be serious is a Republican Party candidate, Willard, Willard Mitt Romney. Uh, what's your uh, view on... Uh, Mitt Romney. I think he's a disaster. I think he was a disaster on COVID. He was a disaster on some of the American first issues, which by the way, and some of the Trump supporters, um, he, he just has proved himself just not effective. Um, he was very, he performs very perform, uh, badly in the debates. Um, uh, you know, he's just lost a lot of credibility. He was all in for Ukraine. He was all in for, you know, the Gaza thing. He's, he's just not um, what people want. I, I mean, he's kind of like a, a conservative Democrat at this point. He's really not, he really hasn't been listening to, to his constituency, which is saying, we don't have infrastructure. We don't have healthcare. We don't, we have inflation. We want something different. We don't want more endless wars. And he's been all in for those endless wars. So I, Mitt Romney, I think has been exposed to be, you know, not serious. Well, fantastic. Well, we've got uh, plenty more candidates to get through, and these are we're starting from the bottom of the list, uh, going to the top, uh, right at the top of the list, of course, as the uh, two dollar thirty seven favorite Donald Trump, and no surprise there. Uh, but uh, still, plenty of outsiders who are being earmarked to have a chance uh, for the two thousand and twenty four U.S. election. Uh, we're going to jump to a quick break, and we'll be back uh, with more analysis and intel from Tara Reid uh, on the possible. Uh, next president of the United States. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, you're listening to TNT Radio. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. My goomba, Mark Morano, is over in Dubai. He actually was telling me that I should go over there with him, but I have other things to do. In any case, Mark has said that the COP28 is shaping up to be a doubling down on the green agenda, despite the massive failure on a grand global scale. Now, I'm sure Mark is going to be talking about this quite a bit, but I would be remiss if a remiss, whichever word you want to use, if I did not bring up what Mark sent down today and he's going to be reporting on this and make no mistake about it this un climate summit will continue the push for the collapse of our once plentiful energy food supply and transportation what could be the possible reason to do that i mean you have bill gates king charles john kerry the world economic forum all these people are elitist all of them are ignorant as to what is actually driving the climate all of them are arrogant and believe that they are smarter than everyone else and therefore they wish to control everyone else that is what this is all about i'm sure as mark reports on it everybody's going to pick up on that this is tnt climate and weather watchdog meteorologist joe bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather it's the only weather you've got when the world's endangered animals need help most when their lives are at greatest risk when they would otherwise be lost the International Fund for Animal Welfare is there, taking action to rescue the animals we love, to protect them and their threatened natural habitats. But the danger to animals the world over is growing, and the need for your help 
has never been more urgent. On land, you'll help stop poachers from threatening and killing elephants and big cats for the illegal wildlife trade. In the oceans, you'll help rescue dolphins, whales, and seals from deadly hazards. And you'll help rescue, rehabilitate, and release vulnerable animals when disasters strike. Here at home and around the world, we can't do this work without you. See how you can help animals and people thrive together at joinifall.org. Discussing pressing issues. The Aussie Cossack on today's News Talk Radio. TNT. Welcome back to TNT Radio. Discussing tonight uh, the prospects uh, for outsider candidates. Uh, possibly... Uh, putting themselves forward as candidates. And again, these are not particularly uh, registered candidates at all in any way, shape or form. Uh, these are, This is just speculation as to who may be a candidate. If you want to try to pick a uh, early on um, prediction and uh, joining us with uh, these uh, predictions and having some discussion about uh, the possibility of outsider candidates uh, entering the run for the 2024 US presidential race is a former uh, presidential aide uh, for Joe Biden himself uh, turned Russian defector Tara Reid. Uh, Tara, we were going through our list here of candidates, many, many outsiders. Uh, again, some of these people will not run at all, absolutely not. But uh, one of those potential roughies at a 276 to 1 chance is a gentleman called Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is an American politician and a retired attorney who has been serving as Senate Minority Leader. What chances uh, do you give Mitch McConnell uh, real chances? Uh, do you think firstly he'd want to run? I mean, I think it would be the same joke as Joe Biden as far as like the the, the comprehend. He's obviously showing signs of ages and senility. First of all, he's, he's an absolute war hawk, which well, there's that. But second of all, he's barely functioning and he's gone off. If, if I don't know if you've seen any of the recent interviews with him where he's literally gone off just in La La Land for like a minute. And then his his aides have had to come in and like kind of pull him away from the podium. Well, then he's he'd had- be a, he'd be a perfect candidate for the president of the United States, <laughs> according to the current uh, requirements. <laughs> that, that's it. It's like I, I don't know why America's like I don't know if you've seen the movie Weekend at Bernie's, um, no. but it's. <laughs> Dragging this corpse around. It, it's seriously like America's become like other politicians. It's like weakened to Bernie's, like at the whole Senate in the US. Um, yeah. But I, I wanted to correct you when you introduced me. I was a former Senate aide, not presidential aide, just because, you know, people will write in and they'll say, you said she was this, and just kept clearing that up. Well, it but. doesn't take away from uh, the prestige at all. Uh, being a Thank Senate you. aide to Joe Biden <laughs> is uh, right up there. Um, it's probably a good thing that you're not yeah. a presidential aide because then at least people can't blame you for his disastrous presidency. <laughs> exactly, right? Well, speaking um, so of yeah. presidency, yeah, we've got a few uh, more candidates I want to get through uh, before the hour. Uh, we'll try and get through them as quick as possible. Uh, the presidential, of course, race uh, is something which is going to affect uh, you know, everyone around the world, but most notably uh, what impact this will have on the Ukraine uh, war is... Uh, what we uh, well the, the main reason why we're interested in who could be the next candidate because you, you know yourself being in Moscow a lot of Russians uh, are looking towards the 2024 um, U.S. presidential race as a 
uh, indicator of what might happen, uh, how the war might go. You know, if a pro-war candidate, if a pro, uh, if a pro uh, Zelensky candidate, if a pro-establishment candidate comes to power, well, it's great news for the warmongers. It's great news for the military-industrial complex. However, it's not very good news at all for those people who want peace and for those people who want this conflict to finish. And the people that are suffering most, as we know, are uh, the Ukrainian people. We'll go as quickly as possible now because we've got a few candidates to get through. Uh, Mitch McConnell, does he have any chances no. in your opinion? No. Mitch McConnell, no. is, he's got no chances. Uh, Mitch La Landrew is a former governor of Louisiana. Does he have any chances? No. Another no. Mike Pompeo is a, is a big name, but do you reckon he'll have a chance at running? No, Mike, no, Mike Pompeo does not have any chance at all. Um, not even as a VP pick, I don't think. No. Uh, it looks like uh, Michael Flynn. I think he's a is a former general. Uh, Michael mm -hmm. Flynn's also been named as a, a candidate, the retired United States Army Lieutenant General, who was also a U.S. National Security Advisor uh, and uh, involved in uh, military intelligence. What uh, he's popular in some circles in the freedom movement, isn't he? He is. I think he could be a possibility for a VP choice for Trump, another one to throw in there. I don't think he's as a serious candidate, though. I don't think he'd have the wherewithal, but but possibly a VP pick, yes. Uh, former mayor of New York City, Michael Bloomberg. What chance does he have? No, none. Absolutely no chance. Mark Zuckerberg, the boss of Facebook, has been also uh, floated as a possible candidate. Do you see that happening? Absolutely not. He has the personality of celery. I don't see how he could possibly in the public be be picked, even with his name recognition. No. Well, at a 276 to 1 chance is Matthew Louise Gates, an American lawyer and politician who served as the United States representative for Florida's first congressional district. Uh, what do you make of his chances? I like Matt Gates a lot. So I have a personal bias. <laughs> um, he, he basically really helped me personally, as you know, and tried to lift up my case. Um, but as a politician, he listens to his constituent. He's very America first. I think he's the future. I don't know about this particular election, but he definitely has a shot um, as a VP candidate or in the future elections. I think he's one to watch, and I think he could come to power at some point. Well, there you go. After about you know a few dozen candidates, we finally have got someone that you've had something nice to say. So uh, make a note of uh, Mark uh, Matt Gates. Mark Cuban's another character who's uh, possible. He's an American billionaire businessman, which means he's got a bit of money behind him. Uh, film producer and television personality, another media uh, candidate. Any chance there, you think, Mark Cuban? I mean, he could try to parlay something into um, the cabinet or VP, but I don't think as a serious candidate, no. He has the money, but he doesn't have the, the, the tread. So, no. Well, uh, I think that there could be a candidate uh from the media i mean that would be something maybe which would be welcome uh to many who are just fed up with politicians uh being the only people they can choose from in the united states but marjorie yeah. marjorie yeah so we'll see we'll see we'll see how the how it all pans out but marjorie taylor green uh is one character who has been flooded she's been in the news uh recently uh with jimmy kimmel brutally shutting her down uh, after she requested to be on her show, uh, on his show, she's uh, a far-right American politician described as a businesswoman and conspiracy theorist. Uh, what do you think of her chances as a Republican? 
Yeah, I really like Marjorie Taylor Greene. She pushed back on the COVID narrative. She's pushed back hard on, on funding Ukraine. She's the one who coined the phrase, this isn't the United States of Ukraine. I like that. Oh, um, nice. She also tried to lift up my case as well. She doesn't have a shot as an American presidential candidate. She's very much an outsider, too much of an outsider to be brought into the party, the Republican Party. They would try to expel her. I have no doubt. She'd have to run as an independent. Um, if at all. So well, at 276 has, to one, she's good value, would you say? She's good value. She could be a VP. She could be in the cabinet for sure. And she's interesting. She's America first. Um, and she's a huge Trump supporter um, and and is in his camp. So she has a future, I think. Oh, good, good. So another person to uh, keep an eye on is uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, that uh, candidate, a pro-Trump. Because, of course, if Trump backs somebody, you'll have a huge amount of people that will vote for whoever he backs so marjorie taylor green keep an eye on her marco rubio a united states senator who represented florida in the united states senate since 2011. uh he puts himself forward as a bit of a patriot uh but he has been outspoken on the israeli-palestine situation uh, pushing back on activists uh saying that israel should destroy every element of hamas what chance do you think marco rubio has with that type of rhetoric he actually doesn't read the room ever. Like it's not even on this topic. He's just like one of those kind of tone deaf politicians. He has no chance um, because when it comes down to it, he can spend all the money he wants. He can get all the backing he wants from his party. He is not going anywhere because he is tone deaf to his own constituents. That's what I think. Well, he's got no chance, Marco Rubio. Uh, and look, we'll just let our listeners know we're going through a list of a 2024 possible candidates for the a U.S. presidential election, and I'm thoroughly enjoying this conversation uh, with you, Tara. But uh, Liz Cheney, another person who has been uh, floated as a possible uh, candidate, an American attorney, politician, and she is uh, associated with the Republican Party. Uh, Liz Cheney, what are her chances? I know that the Democratic Party is trying hard to lift her up, and um, you know they want Dick Cheney point two point two But on the Democrat side, that's where she should probably switch. She'd probably be with the Democrats if she ran for anything substantive. Um, she has no chance, absolutely no chance. People don't like her. Um, she's abrasive and she's a warmonger. I just don't see any possibility. Her own, you know, and she's been um, problematic to her own party. So. She's got no. no chance. She's been um, uh, known for her vocal opposition to former President uh, Donald Trump, uh, yes. which which doesn't help her, does it? I mean, surely whoever is going to be a candidate needs to have at least the support of the Trump uh, fanatics, the Trump uh, voter base, because that's a very strong and active voter base who have an axe to grind and have a chip on their shoulder after the result of the last election. I think that's key, isn't it, uh, for any... Uh, candidate going into the election to have that backing uh but look we're going to run out of time here because we're going to go to the news uh, and we're just halfway through this list uh getting through the list of 2024 potential candidates uh with tara reed former uh, aide to uh the senator joe biden in the senate uh with an excellent insight into uh, u.s politics so stay tuned uh just on the other side of the news We'll be back with more as uh, we close in on this list uh, for the 2024 US election because it does have a lot um, to do with what's going to happen next globally in the war and how things are going to pan out. Uh, Be back shortly uh, on TNT Radio.